0: Welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. In today's episode, I want to discuss why you need to take message boards with a grain of salt. Anyone listening, you're probably pretty clear uh, in 2022 what I mean when I say a message board. Um, right? Those blog posts, message boards that are out there. There are some great ones. Um, I'm a fan, actually, but I don't want you to take everything that you see on them as set in stone. So I'll mention my favorite one, Seven Sage. They have an amazing message board. Um, And and of course, they've got a great course, which I used and I've spoken about quite frequently on, on this podcast. I'm a big fan. But even a great one like Seven Sage, have a healthy skepticism. Because what are message boards? They're people who we can't see from their keyboards giving advice. Many of them. Well-meaning, giving great advice. Some of them well-meaning, giving not so great advice. And then, of course, you have the range below that. But even great message boards, you want to be careful about because we're talking about the LSAT here and, of course, law school admissions. And while there are best practices, and I'm a big fan of best practices, I mean, that's a big part of what this podcast is about, sharing Best practices, particularly ones you can make habits <clears throat> to improve your chances of performing at your target score on the LSAT and, of course, maximizing your admissions to law school. But again, those suggested best practices on message boards are coming from human beings who are fallible, who are not perfect. And even if it's great for them, it's not necessarily perfect for you. So, you know, in my five plus years of teaching, I can't begin to, to think about the number of times I've had to counsel my students on, "Hey, be careful about what you read on that message board. Don't take it to heart." Um, for, in a, num- for a number, of, uh, in a number of situations, <clears throat> and to the point where I was discussing with someone the other day, and I thought, "Hey, this is a great topic for a podcast." Now, let me be clear about what I'm not saying. I am not saying, again, I am not saying that message boards are bad. I think they're great. Again, my favorite, Seven Sage. There are other great ones out there as well. Um, but take the information with a grain of salt. Even if it's great advice, it's not set in stone, um, especially for something as complex as the L set. So I want you to take anything you say in there, even if it's great advice, with a grain of salt. Have a healthy skepticism. Um, <clears throat> and watch out for the echo chamber because. Right, someone shares something and it might be good, but then everyone's like, "Oh, great! It's got to be good." They sound authoritative and they mean well, not necessarily, and it's not necessarily perfect. And even, you know, I want to um, refer to a, a podcast episode, episode ten. If you want to check it out, that I did on having a growth mindset. Listen to the episode; it's a really great um, <clears throat> podcast episode. But the idea is, right, having a growth mindset, and that means humility. What do I mean by that? Even the stuff I share, right? I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of my own stuff. I'd I like to think I bring a good deal of humility to it, but I'm a fan of this stuff because it's what I believe are best practices. But I would never tell you that everything I say is perfect. Not at all. In fact, if you listen to that episode and you've heard me speak before, I have a growth mindset. And by that, I mean, right, I'm always trying to improve, always trying to be better, that was my attitude as a student preparing for this exam and as a teacher trying to serve you, my students and my listeners. So <clears throat> it's not about ego or any of that. It's about finding what works, right? We're separating our self worth aside from the merits of what we're trying to do. So again, have a growth mindset. And you know, the stuff that's out there, I want you to take with a grain of salt. If it serves you well, excellent. If it doesn't serve you well, then fine, right? Like, find something else. Um, And let me just get into a few situations I've encountered um, that has troubled students in the past. So sometimes there's going to be a way of doing something or a technique that's shared on a message board that could be quite effective um, or, or somewhat effective, but maybe not necessarily ideal, but people put stock in it because hey it's on a message board and well everyone seems to like it and it's written there and um you know there are certain techniques that are great and there are certain ones that could be better um but just because it's on a message board doesn't mean it's the end all be all don't give it any extra authority if it works for you great now like i also always say right like give something time even the stuff i teach i say listen it's not like a you you, Flip a switch and all of a sudden everything is perfect. You have to give it time, but again, my my whole point is even when you get good stuff, take it with a grain of salt. Test it, see if it works for you. Be fair to it, right? But also be tough on it in a good way, in a healthy way. Um, <clears throat> another thing, another area where I think people can get into trouble with what they read on message boards is the comparisons they make when they see the success stories. And look, I've written them, right? Like I. Uh, well, I wrote, you know, one in particular, some of which I've shared here, my own success story and some of my students. But even then, I try to preface it and say to you, hey, listen, I'm sharing this to make you to give you some hope, to give you my own humble experience to the spirits of my students to give you some 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 inspiration and to let you know that even in those cases that I bring up, right. It's it's not like, Hey, we took this thing and it was easy and we hit it out of the park. It was like, no, we had challenges and we're proud of the fact that we grew and learned and cultivated these best practices to maximize our scores from scores that weren't so flattering in the beginning, <clears throat> but they're not meant in any way to uh, make you feel discouraged or anything like that. And I, you know, the people, you know, that are writing these, uh, and I, I met some of them on message boards when they're sharing their success story. I mean, they're probably coming from the same place. They're not trying to discourage you. At least I hope not. Most of the people that I've met aren't, right? But every time, every once in a while, i hear a student say, listen, I heard this person, they're doing this and I'm, I'm just not doing that or I haven't gotten these gains yet. Well, listen, I mean, they're sharing hindsight after they've gotten the gains. So of course you're seeing, right, the best stuff. But again, At best, they're meant to inspire you or to encourage you, and that's what it should be. It shouldn't be something that discourages you. So please, even take those with a grain of salt. And on that note, right, you might hear someone talk about how they improved this way, and they're sharing something that worked for them. Great, but again, right, take it with a grain of salt. It could have been a number of things. I mean, even the logic that you learn about in the LSAT, Right? There are more than um, a number of, of techniques that might be sufficient right, to use some LSAT jargon for the the outcome that you want. So be careful about taking that stuff as set in stone. Just because there's a way of doing something doesn't mean it's the only way. And just because someone had done something doesn't mean that's what made them successful at it. Again, I'm not discounting it, but I'm what people are sharing out there. But don't give everything that extra oomph. You know, again, grain of salt. Another thing <clears throat> that I've often heard, and I guess this is kind of similar, where people will say, listen, this other person person posted on the message board about their study schedule, and they did all this, this, and this. Um, they did, you know, eight hours a day, seven days a week, and I just don't know if I've got that in me. Well, first of all, um, you know, if anyone who's listened to this podcast will probably, um, you know, know that i'm often telling you listen i mean as much as i appreciate the work ethic and respect it sometimes i think if you study too much it can be very counterproductive and i'm serious about it i really want you to take care of yourself and of course study you study hard right but i'd rather you study smarter as cliche as that sounds rather than study hard and not necessarily uh, effectively and you could listen to past episodes where I, i discuss that um but, but that's a particular theme that has led people on message boards that are, you know, again, kind of astray where, right, they'll think, well, gee, this person's putting in these hours. And you know what? Maybe it worked for them. I mean, my opinion is, in my experience, again, big believer in studying effectively, getting that deep work uh, rather than about pure number of hours. Uh, again, I, I don't think I've ever met a student who's come to me that isn't a hard worker. Um, effective is what you want. But that's a common theme I've seen where people think, okay, I've heard this person say they do this much stuff on the message boards. I mean, cool. Great. You know, I would argue that they, you know, that they maybe didn't need to spend as many hours, but again, if they did cool, right. But what's more important to me is that they're effective, but larger point though, these comparisons we make to ourselves, gee, if I'm not doing this, uh, even, I mean, I'll just give you another example. Someone will turn around and say, oh, my friend took 40 practice tests and she got a 173. Cool, right? But I would rather you take 20 practice tests, blind review them properly. By the way, it's another podcast episode you could listen to. Um, blind review episode four, if you want to check that out, how to do it properly, right? But I would rather them do half as many PTs and do them properly and blind review them. And again, even putting blind to aside, a quality over quantity but we see these things on a message board. It's there in writing and people like them and agree. Cool. You know, but it doesn't mean it's the only way. And it doesn't mean that uh, it's perfect either. Again, there's probably some real value there, but again, healthy skepticism. Don't take it to heart. It's very easy to sit there on a, you know, and, and, and read message boards rather than, uh, doing your studying, right? Or taking a practice test. It's much easier to sit there and read a message board. Um, If you're getting something valuable out of it, cool. But if you're just reading it to beat yourself up or take things to an extreme and over over interpret them as the only way of doing something, you're not doing yourself uh, any any favors here. Um, And another note, I mean, not only is it an echo chamber, but I mean, sometimes things can get lost in translation. There are some really great techniques out there that they just, when people are explaining them, they just kind of get a little distorted and then a little distorted and a little distorted. And then they're not exactly what was originally taught. Um, I've seen this in in the years I've been teaching. And so that's another, you know, potential problem with these sort of echo chambers that are created through message boards. Again, being very emphatic about this, there are great tools that you can get from message boards. I've learned some really great things from them. I don't know if I'd be where I am had it not been for some of the information I've gotten from message boards. But I also have seen too many students come to me frustrated, demoralized, discouraged, because they've been on those message boards late at night and um, they read some things, and either they're getting faulty information, or they think there's one way to skin a cat, or they are making these unfair comparisons to themselves. And, and, and again, right, like I want to stay in one other point about those comparisons. Um, when someone says, I studied this amount of time, right? Or I did this, or I increased my score this much in X number of months. We still even then don't have the whole picture. Do we know if they were working? Do do we know if they were in school? Do we know if they had a part-time job? Do we know if they had taken the exam before, what exact courses they were using? Even if you're taking a great course, right? There's lots of material. What do they focus on? So please, critical thinking, take this stuff with a grain of salt, right? There's that old idea of you never want to believe in anything too much. And this comes back to the logic, right? Like one of the core things that you learn about studying for the LSAT, be careful about absolutes. And that's something you might've learned in secondary school, if not sooner, right? Whenever you make an absolute statement, this is the best way. This is the only way. That's quite a scale to meet, right? That's quite a hill to climb. It's quite a standard. The best way, the only way. Really? It's the only way? Really? It's the best way? Really? It's the most optimal way? Now, hey, okay, my goal with this podcast and in my teaching is to share base p- best practices. What I believe, at least as of right now, right, are the best practices that are out there and then help you hone them so they become habitual when you could do them like almost muscle memory and maximize your score, or increase your chance of admissions. Right. But even with me, right. Like as much as I try to do this, remember, I've got that growth mentality. I, every once in a while, right. If I discover something that can be done better, well I'll test it out and then I'll start sharing. I'll change my curriculum up and make sure I share it with my students, There's a lot of the stuff that I've been teaching has been the same, but there have been a lot of things that I've improved upon because I'm going to put my ego aside, have humility, right? And make sure that if there is a great way to do something, it doesn't matter if I'm not teaching it, let me figure it out so I can share it with my students. Um, You need to have that mentality, right? But same deal. This goes back to again to the message boards there might be stuff that's out there, right? But once you begin to think that's the only way and that's set in stone and that's the way to do it, careful, have that humility, right? Make sure that you're open-minded. Even when I think something is the exact way to do it, I'm often humbled because I'll find something better. The world's a pretty crazy, amazing place, right? Like there's so much out there. So again, I'm saying this from a place of uh, concern for my students. I've had too many of those conversations. If you're listening out there, you probably know what I'm talking about. If there's something good you can get from a message board, great. If there are resources they can point you to, great. If there's a technique that you've tried and be given a fair shot and works for you, excellent. But if you find yourself not being constructive, if you find yourself overanalyzing things, ruminating about stuff, making these unfair comparisons, or just being down in the dumps, that is not a good use of your time. I think most of you out there know what I'm talking about. So what I'm hoping is if you're listening to this, some people know exactly what I'm talking about, and you're making the right choices. Some of you out there, though, you might be caught into this stuff. And I'm hopefully right giving you permission to say, this does not have to be set in stone just because someone wrote it on a message board. Keep that in mind. Again, use them for resources. There can be very constructive things. You know when it's healthy and constructive. If you feel like it's not healthy and constructive, it probably isn't. So take the good stuff. Don't worry about the stuff that's not constructive for you. And if there are any trolls out there, obviously, right? It says more about them um, than it does about you. So... Again, have a healthy attitude about this stuff. They're great resources, but make sure it serves you well. Thank you for listening. One tip to use your time with this podcast effectively. Take a look at the list of previous episodes. They're named by topic, so you can prioritize your listening based on specific areas where you need help the most. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSat.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's jdlsat.com. That's jdlsat.com.